episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash blame and using promo code blame at checkout. That's casper.com slash blame promo code blame. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 50% off an annual membership. Visit aptive.com slash blame. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash blame. Oh, fucking shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that tea oh, God. almost went the everywhere. The tea almost spilled. <laughs> That's what the kids say. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck, guys. Let's try that again. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Blame Me. This is my podcast. My name's Megan. And today we have a very special, special guest. It's Mitchell Davis. Hello, hello, hello. I was going to ask you, because you're here now, how do you say your... Um, Twitter name. My Twitter name. Oh, it's not your handle. Yeah. Your name. Um, CD emoji. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I just, uh, just the CD emoji. That's my website too. CD emoji.com. So no way. yeah, I have everything there. Oh, cause I was gonna say, you know, you were the person who told me if you like left click an emoji or whatever, something, but it tells you, yeah, it it'll, describes it'll what read it is. It to you. That was us season one of student buddy president. It was just going through and you're like, this one's this. Yes. Like, what? Well, there's, and there's, they just added like 80 new ones. And I just did that so that I could figure out out what some of them were because I had no idea what what's your are. favorite one like your favorite description of one? Oh, I think I re- I really like all the the ones where the descriptions are way too way too uh like exact mm-hmm. when it's like a family where it's like mother and father holding <laughs> daughter's hands like I like it when it's really really too many things yeah. it's longer than just what the emoji is and you're like no wonder why you want us to condense this and just send the emoji exactly I for love all those it. times I'm talking about mother and father holding, holding hands with, with daughter. daughter it's really strange <laughs> that oh, is weird that's great well that voice here is mel mel say hey hello Nelly i'm melissa demont are you gonna follow you on instagram mm, sure do it and she's got a GoFundMe and a paypal you yeah. can send just send money money send send money. all the monies all the money hey i like your uh twitter feed i think your twitter feed's solid thank you 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 will honestly uh mel now that we have a moment mm-hmm. you okay, use the best gifts you're a good gift finder anytime anytime you're tweeting about popcorn i'm always like ooh, i'm gonna use the gift mel (laughs) used uh in the video because it's so good you're just you manage to find such good gifts that i'm like i didn't even know this existed yeah yeah and they're they're so long sometimes i'm like this is too long to be a gift but somehow mel's made it so that it works (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome well thank you what's your twitter she is not Melissa. Right? Isn't that great? Oh, that's great. Like with two S's because my name's spelled with one S. It's so good. It's so I, good. I hope you know I just stare at the she part and I go, she? She, she is not Melissa. Oh, I found you. Mm-hmm. I'm following and you. And so did Thank everyone you. else. Yes. We're all doing it live. Oh my God. Wait, Um, why don't I have this? The popcorn sweatshirt. It can be arranged. It can nice. be arranged. Oh, this is very nice. 
This is very nice. I Look want at, it for yeah. Christmas. Well, by the way, what she's talking about is my podcast, Popcorn.show. Check yes. it out. We've got merch right now yeah. at Represent. Represent. I know. It's cute. I'm saying that. Like, I'm being honest. It's really fucking cute. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, those Good are my job. designs. I can tell. Thanks. I can tell. I enjoy your podcast as well. Thank you. And I like yours. I'm glad that we're finally ugh, getting to collab and swappy right now. I need to figure out what movie I'm going to talk about. Or I guess that's not really my job. That is your job. I would just be a guest. We, I don't get we, to control we it. Take, we take we, suggestions. Yeah, we'll take a few suggestions. Suggestions, yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll. I mean, if we don't like it, we'll knock it down. But <laughs> I'm gonna say, okay. if they're all <laughs> garbage, we'll have you done holes away. yet? Uh, holes. <laughs> That'll be a no. Holy, holes is a fucking fantastic. Movie. I'm pretty sure that's. You know, when Shia LaBeouf watched all, all of his own movies, I'm pretty sure Holes was when he um, took a nap. What have you? <laughs> pretty sure, no. Did that even come out on like in the theaters? Are you kidding? Yes. I thought okay. it was a Disney original. I have the soundtrack, and I can still older. do the entire rap dig of them. Oh, 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 dig it. A R M P to the T. Dude, what you smelling? Yeah, dog, that's me. No, I don't take showers and I don't brush my teeth. All I do is dig holes, eat, and sleep. Oh my wow. god. Okay. It's fucking great. I read Holes twice. I thought it's, the book was fantastic. The book is Stanley Yilnats, backwards, forwards. It was great, but um, no, we're not going to watch that movie. Oh, fucking <laughs> no, <shit>. we're not. <laughs> okay, what are my other suggestions? Uh, well, this uh, is we'll talk about that. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. This show. It's my if, podcast. So, what is this show? Okay, <laughs> good question. Sorry, I got distracted, everybody. Um, this is my advice podcast. Um, you guys call in, you leave voicemails, and you tell us about the things happening in your life that you need our sage words of wisdom. Them. And if you guys want to leave voicemails and ask us questions, you can call 310-694-0976. Um, and if you guys are international callers, you can send us a voice memo and just email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Just record a voice memo on your phone, send it on the email, and send it on up till it has that whizzy so- so- sound. <laughs> There's really no excuse not to be sending in your questions, really. Yeah, guys, come on. You have so many fucking opportunities. Uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get into it. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. So I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I recently started dating a girl that I met up here at school. And she's great and beautiful and amazing, but she's also very open about her sexuality and came out to basically everyone in her life when she was in middle school, and she was very well accepted because of it. But I, however, um, have only come out to my closest friends and my roommate because um, everyone, I haven't told anyone in my family, because everyone in my family is very Christian, and I'm worried that they won't take it very well, and I'm waiting to be, until I'm fully financially independent before I come out, so if it goes wrong, I have a backup plan. But um, anyway, so she's really open. And wants to post pictures on social media and like tag me and all this stuff and be like, you know, like a normal couple. But I said no, because um, if she did that and anyone in my family saw it, it could really ruin my life. And she's starting to get really annoyed and more angry about it as time goes on. Every time I tell her to like not tag me in this or you can't post this picture. And I don't understand how to get her to understand that this is like a big deal for me. And I guess because she came out so early, it's just really hard for her to understand a situation where people wouldn't accept you, like people in my family. And I really don't want to break up over this because I really do like her. But I, if you have any advice to help me get her to understand how hard this is for me, that'd be great. Do you have any first initial thoughts? <clears throat> well, my first initial thought, I think after hearing it is, um, kudos to you for asking for advice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the hardest thing, especially, I mean, I'm just basing it off of like my early relationships in life. I really was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a 
big proud person. I mm-hmm. don't need to ask for help or what to do. And I think I'm so glad that we live in a world now where it's like, no, I don't know what to do. And please. Yeah. It's relatable now to yes. be like, I don't have my shit together. Yeah. And I, I think that it's just like, it's it's refreshing that we can actually be this honest with strangers. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So what do you about you? What do you think? Um. So my initial thing. Um. Uh. So I guess I, I wish I had known when you had told her, your girlfriend, that you weren't out to your family. Just because I, I fucking hate when this happens, when I kind of side with not the person who's called. Um, but so I've, I have a lot of, a lot of my friends are gay and something that we've talked about always when they were dating is, was a deal breaker if somebody wasn't out to other people. And if they were, their whole thing is like, I already came out of the closet. I'm not going to date somebody who's still in the closet. I think what you guys are experiencing is a little different because you have this world where you're at at college, where you are out of the closet Mm -hmm. and then it's back home that you're not. So the only thing that's really crossing both those parallels is social media. And so I think, um, I, I, I understand how she feels with not wanting to feel like she has to hide anything because she did have to. So I would even say, I know that you're talking about it from the sense of that she, everything was very accepting for her and her family when she came out and she came out so young. You also can't, no matter how great she can talk about the experience now, she still had to come out. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something I would discredit. So I understand her not wanting to kind of backtrack with that. But I also think that um, in my, again, in my friend's cases, those were early on deal breakers, but you guys have been dating for long enough that I hope that it doesn't matter. And I also think if there's, um, you're saying waiting till you're financially independent, which I get, because I think that's smart. um, Maybe there's a timeline. If you give Mm -hmm. her kind of more of a specific, hey, this is only, I need to save up this amount of money. So for her, it doesn't feel like an indefinite thing that she, maybe she wants to get married. Maybe she wants to, she really sees a future with you and it might be hard to see a future. Um, and she might think, not that she doesn't think that you are serious about her or anything like that, but I think it's kind of hard to not take it personally. I would definitely agree with the make a timeline because that does put, a, like you're saying, a severity on the situation mm-hmm. of like, I, I do want this relationship to continue and to evolve. And man, this is so hard uh, having a call in show because I, I want to ask your questions. Yeah. I want to be like, so do, what do you, my, my next question is like, what is your plans for, I mean, you said that you wanted to come out to your family when you're financially stable, but I mean, financial stability doesn't equal like family understanding or anything too. I mean, I get that that means that you will be able to potentially deal with the, the issues that come with telling your family who don't agree with you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just want to be like, maybe you should talk. How did, how did she go about it? How did did the partner go about it? And then maybe you can use some of those cues into your life. I don't know. Right. I I would also, I also wonder you being financially, you said being financially independent. I don't know if they're paying for your college. And if that's the fear is if you come out and so many questions, I have (laughs) exactly. But I also think if that's not the case, if they're not paying for school or something like that, I also, I mean, maybe it might be better to come out when you're not living at home mm-hmm. and you're able to kind of distance yourself. Yeah. So they've can... already got that distance yeah. a little bit to just kind of just adjust Let, to what's mm-hmm. going on. And then you can visit back when you need to or when you want to or when you feel like it's ready. So then maybe also if both of you kind of take a social media break from things and then I don't know, make a fucking scrapbook, like do like have Polaroid pictures you guys take and like make a poster and like keep it in your apartment or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Just keep the conversation open. That, yeah. like, that's the thing, too, is don't try to swipe this under the rug and try to make it like not an issue. If, yeah. it, if it is an issue, like, you know, sit in front yeah. of it and talk about it with each other and figure out how to fix things. Because at the end of the day, if you do really care about each other, you're not going to let something like mm-hmm. this, you know. Also, not to belittle this at all, but I was going to ask you, how long, when did you and your... Are you asking me now or the person? You're I'm asking, asking me. Mitchell. Oh, you can ask me whatever you want. Okay, I'm, I'm open book. So you and I don't ever say her name. I call her the chef. Is that okay? I so, call her chef. so how long? Not to belittle your question and make this because obviously coming out's a very different thing. But I'm just curious when, how long before you guys started dating? Before you were okay with her posting about oh, you okay. publicly and stuff? That's interesting. Um, so me, uh, we've been together for about a year now, and I think it was about it was about six months in. Mm-hmm. Um. Between actually, it was between three and six months, which I know is like a massive big area, but it was just this gray area where the first three months I didn't want posting happening because I didn't know how serious it was. Yeah. And I didn't want to get my family's, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, Mitchell's in something. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I also didn't want to psych myself out. I didn't want to get too committed to this, like, digital relationship Mm -hmm. when in reality it's still very much growing and I think that's a that's another important thing that can kind of answer go back to that question which is when you start to implement your relationship into the digital world and your avatars I mean it it becomes part of your forever yeah no it becomes part of your online identity your timeline you know and um there's nothing you can do about it. So it's a big deal when you start to yeah. implement those person into your Yeah, I think it's a huge... Mots, I, I, Mots and I dated for a year before I ever even publicly said that I was in a relationship or anything, but I gave him that timeline. But I mean, I know... I know for him, that was like, there were times that he was like, no, there were times that like I said I was understanding of it, but I felt super fucking shitty about this because it felt like you were hiding me from a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so I think like him and I being able to have those open conversations and talking about it, it was able for me to really explain how much more it was about me and had no reflection on my feelings for him. Yeah, it's it's it's, honestly, it's it's a total personal thing that I have. I I know know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with the fact that it it had like our relationship is coming to a halt because Mm -hmm. I don't want you to post pictures. It's like, no, I want to keep taking all the photos. And and you want to keep something for yourself too. And you don't want it to get tarnished by other people's opinions. So I would say, I think you really need to reassure her. I think that of that fact of the fact that it has nothing to do with her or being ashamed of being with a girl or anything like no. that. It's more along the lines of like, I'm love. Or I don't know if you, I'm just putting words in your mouth. I'm having a great time with you. I really, really like you. And I right now am not ready to have that get compromised by someone else's opinions who really don't matter just because mm-hmm. I need to deal with that first. Yeah. I think that's a good, not to like bring it back to like our own, I think it's heterosexual. No, 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 no. But I think peppering in some of the like you you can learn from all these little bits and then you kind of just take it in and, you know, drink it up and see what happens. See what happens. Take it back. I don't know what I'm saying, guys. Okay, me neither. And we both have podcasts. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's a good question. Wow, I did it. You did it. First one is done. Boom. Okay, 99 to go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next one. I am 26. And I'm hoping you can help me out. Um, So I have this boyfriend. We've been dating for five years. Uh, We are super duper in love. Like, he is my end game. Like, he is my person. I am his person. And we're just, like, living madly in love together. It's been great. 
Here's the the little problem. Um, my parents are well. It's a big problem. Uh, they're very racist. Um, I am white, and my boyfriend is black. Um, so it's been a lot of fun um, dealing with them. But basically, my mother knows what's going on, and it's taken her a couple years to kind of quote unquote get over it. Um, she still thinks we're gonna break up. She still doesn't imagine us getting married or having kids. She's just kind of going with it, I think, because she wants to keep a relationship with me because I'm the only child. My dad has no idea. My mom has asked me not to tell my dad because my dad is so anti-interracial relationships, and he is super just doesn't believe in it and wants me to marry a nice Italian boy from Italy and be barefoot and pregnant. I don't really know. Um, The problem with all of this is, is that I am very close with my extended family, and I love them all very much. Um... I love them all very much, and they love me, and I would love to bring my boyfriend to go and meet them. I live in a different state from my whole family. Like, I live a three-hour plane ride away. I want to bring my boyfriend up to introduce him to the family because when we get married, I would love to invite them, and they know about him, but I just, they're like, bring him. Like, we'd love to see him, but the problem is my dad doesn't know. So because my dad doesn't know, I can't bring him anywhere, but I'm afraid to tell my dad because of the outlash, and I don't want to lose a parent, but I think it might come down to my boyfriend or my dad, and I'm going to choose my boyfriend because we're going to be the future, and if my dad is racist and won't deal with it, then he's going to have to figure it out, but I don't want it to be one or the other. I kind of want to have both, but I don't know how to tell him. Uh, What should I do? Should I not tell him? Should I be like, oh, by the way, we're getting married tomorrow, and then, like, have him deal with it when that happens? Or, like, what should I do? Wow. What a good question. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's a lot of layers to this. There is. I'm, I, I think that your dream scenario is just a dream and what you're thinking is going to happen might fucking happen. Mm -hmm. And also you, it like whoever's fucking had sex with your mom and then made your genes and then made you a fucking baby or whatever. They don't, that, that doesn't excuse any sort of behavior. I'm very much of like holding parents and everyone, I like friends, relationships, everyone is being held accountable for their actions. It does not matter their relationship to you. And I, I don't, I'm just not one for like accepting those kinds of traits, regardless of what you you owe them life or whatever. Well, especially especially in this time yeah. that we live in in the world, I mean, it's so ass backwards to be thinking like that that I just can't even imagine. It's I'm having a hard time fathoming. I know because I yeah. just I'm like I haven't had to deal with this since I was like ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm so sorry, but the, yeah, this might end up uh, being not as clean as you would like and it to be. You, you pick the one who's not a racist. <laughs> like that's just, that's what I, I don't think that whole thing of like choosing your relationship over family and things like that. I think that that's, it seems very black and white that you, that family always comes first, but there are certain things that I, I think like, I, I don't know. I'm like a zero tolerance. I mean, it's zero. I have zero tolerance for intolerance kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think like if this, this is something that's, that's, yeah, that's, it's, they're going to be, they can have whatever relationship with you that you feel comfortable, but it's not a, it's not fair to put your boyfriend through at all. Um, 
and it's yeah it's just that's not an environment I mean like in-laws in itself are already like uncomfortable and awkward and I think that's not a great situation to put him in but I also think that you've already kind of sound like you've made up your mind of like this is who you're gonna be with Mm -hmm. and also even if you I don't know I mean like even if this wasn't who you're gonna end up being with I think it is something that like at this day and age you have to face that yeah it's just one of those things that eventually you're like, Ooh, we're going to face this. We're going to yeah. talk about this because guess what? We're a family. Yeah. And I mean, I, would you say it's wrong for me to to say like, maybe, maybe, maybe you need to just have like a one-on-one sit down with your father and be like, this is, you know, maybe not necessarily about this relationship, but just in general about like what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. what's going on, where, what, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Am I, am I on the no, right? No, I think you are. I think you need to give him the opportunities to surprise you. And then if he doesn't surprise you. Instead of surprising him with, yeah. a, we're getting married. Maybe I be think like, look, give, I just know mm-hmm. that I have love and there's love and there's tons of people in this world. And yeah. that there's no sense in me not loving a certain exactly. person because of something so silly. Yeah. And I don't think it's about, I think it's about telling him. I don't think it's about asking him. And I don't think exactly. it's. Exactly. I think you just need to just lay the facts out there and be like, I want, I want you to give the, I think I know what you're going to say, but I want to give you the opportunity to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And. And I, I don't want to leave any stone left unturned. So I need to do this and then no. And I, I don't, I don't want to keep something from you. Yeah. And I think that you just need, you need something that's finalizing for you. Cause right now you're just, you're putting it off and you're waiting and hoping that the longer that you wait, maybe he'll become more accepting. But I also think it's probably more likely that um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you'll have that found family where you live and your friends and these people who really accept you and love you. And, and maybe the relationship with you and your parents, it might take a time for you guys to kind of recover from this, but you also can't put, you can't put so much weight on that. Also, something I'm just going to throw out here is you, you have so much more family. It sounds like that wants yeah. to meet him and it wants to be involved. And it's just like, I get that it's one person who's being a little stinker about the whole thing, but like, let him be a stinker. And then the whole family will look at him and be like, what's your deal, yeah. man? Like, why are you acting like this? Your daughter's in love. Mm-hmm. Your daughter's in like, I mean, listen to the message. Like, yeah. play the message back for your father. Like, you said, He's I'm so, so, game. so, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you sound like you're so smitten about this person. Like you said, you've yeah. made up your mind. So it's now it's just like kind of owning up and yeah. just being like, yeah, this is my dude. This is, this is, this is my life now. You, love always should win. That's yeah. just like the truth in my yeah. book. I'm like a hopeless romantic at always Aww. at the end. I really am yeah. though. At the end of the day, it's just like, be together. The only thing that I'm going to just really highly not recommend is just don't be, just don't keep waiting. Don't keep putting it off. Don't think that the next day it's going to get better because I mean, look at, look at the world around you. That's not happening these days. It takes, it takes courage. It Mm -hmm. takes motivation. It takes a little bit of a push to get anything done these days. Yeah. And it takes education. That's the thing. If your dad's not being exposed to this and mm -hmm. learning about this because he's very shut out to any other way, then it's not going to stop. No, not at all. So when I was in high school, um, for you guys that don't know, I'm black. Um, I grew up mostly around white people. Um, and there's this boy that liked me and I liked him. So I went and I hung out at his house. He invited me to come over. And then, um, at one point his mom was like, uh, Melissa, can I talk to you in the kitchen? She pulled like, you aside? She pulled me aside. Sorry, oh, no. the fuck? Yeah, she's like, she was trying to like be sweet. I'm from Arkansas, the South, so she was trying to be real sweet about it. Like, Did you see right through it? I didn't at first. How old were you? 
16. Mm, okay. So you were <gasps> yeah, old enough 16. to be like, I know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So then she she's like, I don't believe in interracial dating. Oh. Goes on this like long tangent. Like she's like, I'm not racist or anything, but, <gasps> but you and are. I think you're a sweet girl, but I just I just don't think that'll be good for you in the long run. I mean, if you had kids, then we don't want like that kind of world of them growing up in and having having to choose if they want to be black or white. And I was just like, uh huh. And so um she, she wasn't expecting me to tell her son, but I did tell him. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, I didn't tell my parents, though, because they would have went ballistic. But yeah. um, so uh, I told him and like we ended up date actually like dating for a while. And Good she eventually you. came around. Yeah. And she like accepted me and she was God. sweet. So do you, do you think you bringing it up to the son played a major role in him? I think in so. him talking to her being like, what did you fucking say? Yeah, I, I really think so. Yeah. See, yeah. I feel, and I think that kind of leans with what we're saying, where it's just like the, well, the youth is the future, man. Thing, yeah. You've got to be like, mom, dad, you guys are being fucking old. Yeah, you have an iPhone, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Come like, on. where are we right yeah, now? Fucking right. choose. What generation do you want to live in? Right. Do you so- want your Apple TV? Okay. <laughs> then don't be a fucking <laughs> I mean, right? Like, you can't have both, yeah. bitch. I, I have two. One of my friends um, in high school, she ended up, I mean, they she had a very strange relationship with her family, but um, she was in an interracial relationship and her family did not accept her at all and was very much like, nope, not happening. Like you and her and this guy aren't dating anymore at all. But her parents were just like these racists. Like that was just the kind of thing. And so for her, it was like, as much as it sucked for it to kind of be a character trait, it was like, well, I'm glad I know. And I'm not putting you on this pedestal of being an untouchable person. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to be a fucking woke 25 year old exactly. living in LA. And I'm going to be able to look at you and be like, okay, cool. You gave birth to me. And there's certain things that we can relate on, but I'm not going to like sit quietly and not, and like, let you be racist. And if she found out later on that her, this like, she found out later on that her younger sister had been hiding the fact that she was in an interracial, interrelation, interracial relationship for years and ended up living with the guy and never, ever told the family. And wow. it was like, you can go about any of that, how you kind of want to. But I also think it fucking sucks to say that like your parents are people and everyone has flaws, including the people who, mm-hmm. Like that doesn't, yeah. And I think, I think it's just, it's something you gotta fucking address. It's weird when you have to start thinking of family as friends you lived with. Um, you know, what, no <laughs> ex roommates. You know what I mean, though, because like you gotta have this kind of mentality where it's like, again, like you. I'm same with you. I'm from Ohio, and I moved out to Los Angeles. Woke up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then went back, and I'm like, yo, are you guys fucking crazy? Like this isn't how we do things. Like, and you just have to. You just have to get to that point where you have to start being like, I know that there's like, you want to play the seniority like mom and dad card, but I'm just telling you like, this is the world card. This is what's happening. And I'm doing this for the better of everyone at this table. Like you just need to know what's up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's, I think that's a really smart thing to do because I think we give... Yeah, we cut too much slack for everyone. I think I think it's definitely like a thing now where like especially like I said, even with Thanksgiving, like I mean, you saw it on Twitter where so many people were just yeah. like, I went home today and I really I really <laughs> fucking told them what was up. Yeah. And I mean, this is the first year too where I'm like Good, great. Right. We need these conversations yeah. to start because we've been sitting on our hands for such I mean, a that's long time. How we elected this president? Exactly, because we all thought, and then it, we, we, you, I like how we brought this back. I know, to this. Right. but, but it's, yeah. It, but at the end of the day, though, it does. It just conversation 
words are crucial. Use them and use them with each other and talk about it and have conversation. Yeah. I feel like everyone is so afraid to just be like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. And I live like me, man. I just I just don't know anything. Keep asking. And everyone just tells you. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, because, yeah, and I also think, especially if you want to have kids and all of that stuff, I think you you guys, regard, no matter how the relationship with your family changes, if when they find out about, like, the seriousness of your relationship and all that stuff, you need to do that so you can really create a foundation and an amazing supportive group of people at the same time mm -hmm. that you might be letting go of some, not forever, but maybe temporarily, so you can have another support system. So you, it doesn't, and that's a good thing is you know that this isn't the world. And like, you know that like, you're even able to see like your extended family and everybody else is so much more accepting um, that I think you just, you need to make sure that you feel supported. Yeah. <laughs> or, and hey, also who fucking know, maybe it gets to the point where your dad's the one who's now going to be not invited and who's not, who's going to be exiled from the, like with your extended family. Exactly. On board. He might be totally by himself, but you've just been thinking, well, he sits at the top of the table. So I guess mm -hmm. we just let him do what he's doing. And that's, yeah. that's again, that I feel like that's like old traditions. And this time right now where we're, when we're living is, is when we're, we need to kind of break those stupid yeah. walls down and just like, be like, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, where are we? Yeah. Because you're at the head of the table and you don't even know what the fuck's actually going on outside. Yeah. And shit's <laughs> going to happen. It's some, it's unavoidable. Shit's going to happen. Uh, we all have these perfect ideas of relationships and how everything ends up, but you've, you got to accept the fact that this is not going to be easy, but this is the life that you've chosen and that's been cho whatever, or chosen for you, whatever you believe. And you got, you have to deal with it. Cause yeah. it's just not, it's just not going to go away and that's good. It shouldn't go away. Cause you guys seem super happy. And in I was going to say, it sounds like nice love to me. So yeah. just keep enjoying it. Hell yeah. Enjoy the good loving. Yeah. Okay. We we're done talking about politics. Maybe not on to the next question. 14 more questions <laughs> to go. I am 19 years old. I'm from Vegas and I've been seeing this guy on and off since I was a sophomore in high school. And now I'm a sophomore in college. Um, we slept together a few times this summer. We slept together quite a lot and he acts like he cares a whole bunch. But then whenever I talk to him, he's like, no, I just want to be friends. And the thing is like, I would stop sleeping with him, but like the sex is like really great. So like, why would I stop? But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be just another girl, just another notch in his belt and just being used. I'd love to see where something would go with him because he's a great guy. Like, whenever we hang out and stuff, it's not like every time we hang out, it's Netflix and chill. Like, we'll go to dinner, we'll hang out. But at the same time, like, there's always the question of, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen sort of thing? So I just don't know what to do. Should I end things with him or should I keep going and ask him and see? Where... Like, if this potentially could be something more, or should I just leave it at just friends and stop sleeping with it? I'm going to just say the first thing that pops in my head, which is this guy's not going to change. No, I literally wrote fuck buddy. Yeah, this dude's You're not going to change. I'm so sorry that I have to be the one to tell you this because I don't even know you. But yeah. if it's been happening for this long and he's he's look, I get that he's 
cool with you, but he's cool with you because you guys are fucking at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Who's not going to be cool with someone while they're fucking? Them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he's being that much of like a standoff dude when it comes to just like hanging out and about and it's been this long, it's it's it, it can only get worse yeah right well i mean i've like i've been i've had fuck buddies like i've been in that same in that and- thing and it's kind of like it's like you categorize people where it's like oh we're if you're having casual sex with someone regularly and you know that they're and you're not looking to put any sort of label on it it's not because you haven't thought of that exactly it's because you've thought of that and have been like no not what i'm interested in with you yeah so i think that you that is something that i would just say is like you you guys are ultimately your fuck buddies and if it's Mm -hmm. great sex and if there's a way that you can detach your emotion emotions from it sure but right now it sounds like you are emotionally invested in this guy and he is not emotionally invested in you even if you guys are going to dinner and it's like you're not sleeping together all of the time you are a girl that he regularly sleeps with. Mm-hmm. Like this is not, it's not a friendship anymore. And it's not a relationship. The, you are the in-between of that, which is a fuck buddy. See, and that's why also with the whole like, should we be just become friends? That's not going to happen either. No. That You can never revert back to like. If you've like, seen your friend naked, like, I've seen you naked. You've been inside me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you can revert back. I, I know you can't revert back from something like that, especially if it's been going on for this long. Because yeah. there's always going to be that residual I actually still like you. I actually don't really like Mm -hmm. you. Oh, you still want to have sex with me. I still want to have sex with you just because we were good fuck buddies. And I mean, even the way that you, you, you presented this question to us says that you know the answers because I just, you're like, it's really, really good. But like you're not solid on even what it is because you know that it's not a solid thing like this isn't uh, even if this you were like yeah let's become super just into each other I'd still be like yeah but we started as like crazy fuck buddies who didn't give a shit about each other yeah and I feel like that would that would be a weird way to start. No, the I've only started I've started one relationship from being fuck buddies um, and it didn't end well. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like it's one of those things of being like it it was in the moment was the most flattering thing in the world and it's because so it's fun. Yeah, because it's like, well, like the, he came up to me at a party and was like, I heard you made out with blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, so? And it was like, you can't make out, well, well, we're dating. And I was like, we're not dating. We're pure, we've established we're purely fuck buddies. Like, well, I don't want you to sleep with anybody else. And I was See, like, well, if jealousy. I, and then jealousy, I was like, well, yeah. if I'm not sleeping with anyone else, then you're not gonna sleep with anyone else. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then that hardly lasted. Mm-hmm. But even that, no offense. I'm like, even that is fueled with a little bit more emotion than what this sounds like because if you I always think about it in like my sense like I how I started dating my uh first serious boyfriend in high school was the fact that I was helping him I was helping set up him to go to prom with some girl and it was fucking killing me to the point where I was like I can't be friends with him anymore because I can't watch him go out with somebody else but if both of you have been able to kind of coexist and loop back to each other and I'm assuming dated other people neither of you would be able to do that if there was some serious emotion there which I don't want to question how you feel about him either but I also just want to say it is so fucking hard to have great sex as a girl that if you're if if you're getting fucking amazing sex from this guy that's going to automatically, you're going to feel more invested in him specifically. And I also fucking hate, no offense. I love you. You're great. Um, but the amount of times that girls 
have called into this podcast and talked about a guy and said these, or not even just like in general, my friends, and they'll say these things that are terrible and prove that this guy is not a good guy. And they go, but he's such a good guy. That's I was going to say, if he's such a fucking good guy, he would have, he would have noticed this by now and been like, actually, you know what? We're great for each other. Cause that's what a good guy. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Look, I've been a fuck buddy. I'm not a terrible guy, but at the same time, if I see a budding relationship, I know when to change gears. Or if you saw that she was developing serious feelings for you. I know to back my brakes yes. because that's that's giving her crazy bad re- emotions. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking with this person Completely. Now. Not and just fucking her. You're not, you're fucking with her. Yeah, you're making it seem like you're putting, oh God, this is so, this is, you gotta, oh, this stinks. So what should she do? I know. Should she tell him? Or I, should I mean, she? She, but see, if she talks fucking. to him, he's just going to be like, yeah, you know, we're just, uh, you're just having fun. We're just going to see where it goes. Yeah, let's just see where it goes. This is, I mean, okay, uh. I'm, I'm a very like honest to the point kind of person. So I think that, especially if it's been going on for this long, I think you have to have a conversation about it. Otherwise there's still the what if, or maybe kind of thing, or that when you go back to something and you're thinking, uh, uh, well, I mean, I never actually knew or I never really got a solid answer. So I think if you can find it in you to go into it and say, if you're like, hey, um, can you tell in the last like five seconds, I've tried to stop saying like, and it's not working. My words have gotten slower. <laughs> I'm trying so, it's not gonna happen. I'm just gonna say just like all it. the time. Um, I, I think you just need to say it and be, hey, I have been feeling this way for a while and I know that we've been, casually sleeping together for a while and we're such great friends I for me have developed feelings for you over this period of time and at this point I've reached this place where I need to know if you have those feelings for me as well and you would be interested in starting a monogamous relationship otherwise I really I can't do this anymore and I think you need to you need to say that and you can't ask him what you guys are or define this. You need to say what it is that you want because this at this point, this is about you. I mean, it should always be about, it's about what you want mm-hmm. and not, because right now what you're doing is you're, you're taking whatever he's giving you and you need to just be like, this is what I want. If you can come to, if you can do this and this is something you also want, then let's try this. Otherwise, you're just settling. You can't take anything less than what you like. You want. I like this. I like this answer. I that, I just feel like that's what it is. Otherwise, you're gonna. It's this is gonna last forever. And then guess what? He's gonna date some girl, and he's gonna she's gonna be his girlfriend. They're gonna be in a relationship. They're gonna get married, and that's gonna be it. You'll be you'll 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 be fine. You've got this. And if I can get in a relationship and not get sick of them, whew, you can do it too. Same here. I feel like kudos to us. High Go five. us. Like when we, when we were talking about the idea for this podcast with Jack, we were both like Singles single mingles. Book. Last time we hung out, actually, you helped me set up my Tinder. I like to take credit for your relationship. You do. No, hey, and it's been a year and we're <laughs> still together. And I met her on Tinder, which You're is welcome. fucking bonkers. And every, even today before I came, I was like, by the way, babe, I'm going to hang out with the person who made it so that you swiped <laughs> on me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should do an entire episode that is about how to make over. How you can make me one. Seriously, can I? It, yes. I'm not joking, and I I will say this. I'm. It's not even like 
you changed my life on <laughs> Tinder. No yes. one matched with me ever on Tinder. And I, I just had no idea what I was doing. And then you were just like, oh, this needs to change. This, mm-hmm. this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden, I it was just like people were actually. Floodgates commu- were open. People were actually communicating with me. Yeah. And it was fucking fantastic. It mm-hmm. was bizarre. I still don't know what kind of wizardry you did, but it worked. Okay, guys, um, listen to words from i'm gonna go check my tinder yeah (laughs) okay we'll be back in a second or more than a second This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed for humans by humans. They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. So if you get hot flashes like me and you're not even going through menopause, this is perfect. And they're not just a mattress company. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure an overall better sleep experience. They're also made in the U.S. and buy the Casper is easy. Order online and guess what? It's delivered to your door in a compact box. And when they mean compact, I mean, you will be like, oh, wow, this doesn't look like a mattress could fit in here. Plot twist. It does. There's free shipping and free returns to the U.S. and Canada. Look, Canada, we love you. I mean, obviously we love Canada. You can get a risk-free 100-day trial. Considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. 100 nights? That's more than three months. Three months and a couple weeks, days? Oh, my gosh. I mean, my math isn't great. But I think this is amazing considering I have slept on many, many terrible mattresses. With my Casper mattress, I have it in my guest bedroom. Um, Not that I'm saying that I've slept in my – I've definitely slept in my guest bedroom. Um, Sometimes I film in there and I fall asleep. Or, you know, if my boyfriend and I get in a fight and I'm like, I'm sleeping on the guest mattress. It is so incredibly comfortable. It was so easy to set up. I thought – I wish I had recorded myself filming – how I took it out of the box because it is insane how big of a mattress it is to fit in something so tiny. It was incredibly easy. And to this day, every time I'm laying on my guest bed, I'm like, wow, this is comfortable. Really wish I had this for my master bedroom, considering they're so much more affordable than other mattresses. The one that I got for my bedroom, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, it's like, a, it's as much as rent pretty much. <laughs> so start sleeping ahead of the curb with Casper, get $50 off towards any mattress, by visiting casper.com slash blame and using promo code blame at checkout. That's $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash blame and using promo code blame at checkout. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. It's a flexible audio workout format so you can work out just the way you like whenever or wherever you work out, whether it's the gym, at home, 
outside, on the beach, on a yoga mat, or on a bike, or you're traveling for business, Aptiv is ready to go along with you with their mobile app. It's like having a personal trainer in your pocket. Whether you're interested in running, strength training, indoor cycling, stair climbing, yoga, or even meditation, Aptiv trainers give you the guidance you need to be better at these types of exercises you love, delivered in a flexible audio format to make fitness a lasting part of your routine. Are you interested in running a marathon? A 5K? A 10K? Half a marathon? Well, they have training programs for that, and you have the ability to search by difficulty, music genre, and duration, so you can find a workout that you love every single time. Personally, I've talked about this before, guys. I am a huge fan of this app. I just started going to the gym regularly, and wow, I definitely have gym anxiety and something that, even coming from somebody who considers themselves a relatively healthy person who enjoys working out, walking into a gym and having no idea what to do is so incredibly intimidating, and this is like having somebody who's coaching you in your ears, telling you what to do, and you're like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing, but I don't, you've got someone in your ears telling you those things. It's like going on a date and having someone whisper all the right things to say to you, or to say to your date except this time your date is the weight rack and you're you're just crushing it I'm a huge fan I can't wait to travel and use this especially because I find myself really slacking on working out when I travel and I've got some trips coming up and now I know that I'm gonna maintain that um six pack I have when actually more it's like a two pack and only if I'm in a really shadowy lighting but hey I can't wait to get stronger and just feel more confident working out so Subscriptions start at $14.99, billed monthly, or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members are going to get 50% off an annual membership, which is just $49.99 for a whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit Aptiv.com slash blame. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash blame. Okay, guys, we are back, and we're going to hop on to the next call. Um, so basically, my I found out a couple weeks ago that my, at the time, best friend, um, she told me that back in March, she sent nudes to my boyfriend, who is now my ex-boyfriend for other reasons, a literal trash bag. Um, <laughs> so she said she mentioned it over the phone and just brought it up in casual conversation. Um, naturally, I was pissed because, you know, my ex or my best friend's not going to send nudes to my boyfriend. That's not cool with me. And her explanation was that uh, she's jealous of me and that his attention made her feel validated. Basically, I, I don't want anything to do with her after that. And I think that's a smart decision, um, in my opinion. So if you were me, would you uh, accept her apology and stay friends with her? Or would you kind of just ditch her because that's a really shitty thing to do also um i you know looking back i realized shit i don't have really and it's going to be hard going into senior year without her so if you recommend that i there's some other ways i can make more friends because i have a lot of guy friends but she's really my only girlfriend oh my goodness i i feel 
this is no, 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 she's not a best friend anymore. There's so many boys in this world that she could have sent. I mean, go turn on Snapchat, turn on Snapchat, turn on anything. She could have sent if she wanted validation, go on Reddit. Okay. I mean, in high school, I used to go to Borders and just walk around because the guys who worked at Borders would flirt with me. I mean, that's very fucking innocent. I mean, seriously, the fact that she had to, the, the, Oh, there's so many things about this that are wrong. Like well, the whole, the fact that it's her, the best friend's boyfriend. Like, yeah. really? I mean, I think the biggest thing here is I, I mean, I'm, I'm a girl who I've got, I'm a girl. Hi. Um, <laughs> but I've got a lot of close girlfriends now and I grew up with a lot of really close girlfriends. And I, um, I, when I went to college and all that stuff, I struggled really hard to have friends who were girls and most of my friends were guys. And I ended up settling for people who did things that were super shitty and treated me like shit because there's a part of you that is like, no, girl power, I have to stick with this. The thing that I issue with I have with your friend is this is, she's essentially blaming you for this. She's jealous of you. And so this was something that she had to do. This is not a friend. I am all for amazing, wonderful female friendships, but this is also the core issue why women on women anger and all that stuff is so prevalent is because you're accepting, we're accepting this kind of behavior um, just to have friends who are women who get you on a level of like talking about your period and being able to be emotional and feeling all of that stuff. Female friends are important, but good friends are far more important regardless of their gender. And Arden and I talked about this when she was on the podcast, both Arden and I, I mean, since we moved to LA have always been close friends, but neither, neither of, we went through, God, we went through circles of different friends who were girls who treated us like shit that we accepted. And then we both just ended up being like, fuck, I'm going to just, my only friends give me my boyfriend. My only friends give me my boyfriend. And it wasn't until we started holding our friendships to the same expectations that we held the guys that we were dating that we were like, oh fuck, I can be just as picky and choosy with the friends I let into my life as I am with the guys I'm letting into my bed. Whoa. Wow. I've never thought of this. This is kind of eye-opening genius. You have to. And especially because I think men, not to categorize anyone, but a lot of the time, aggression and anger between men, it's, it happens, it comes to a head and it's addressed in a moment with women. It's a lot of belittling over time, quietly and slowly. And it's a lot of this thing of blaming. It's a lot of when something finally comes up, you are, you are being given a lot of this blame. And so you feel responsible. That's just, that's kind it's just a, it's a gender stereotype of apologetic women who take, tend to take a lot of the blame for things. And I think the issue is here is you want to remain, you want female friends, but ultimately she's not a friend. And if a boyfriend had done this to you, if you're, if you were still with this guy, let's say you were, and he sent a dick pic to your best friend, this would not be a conversation. Like you would be, I'm done. Like you're, you're a fucking asshole. And I think you have to, I mean, I just, wow. Thinking about it like this, I'm so sorry, but this is blowing my mind a Uh, bit because you're thinking like, I've never thought about a reverse like this, but yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy. It is. And especially when you're when you're young enough that you a lot of your friendships have become out of uh just time. Convenience. Yeah. And the fact like, oh, we went to the same preschool together. Our yeah. parents carpooled us together. We in the in the scheme of the world, we probably wouldn't seek each other out to become friends. You have to hold people accountable for their actions. And also I think you making friends, whether you're friends with guys or girls, it really doesn't matter. But I think what is more important in this situation is not accepting this female on female abuse 
and taking that because that's just, it's just contributing to the cycle. Mm -hmm. I think you need to, I think you need to call her out on it. I'm sure you already have, but I think you can, I think, I mean, I also think it's kind of worth it to tell her and just be like, Hey, so I've been really trying to grapple with what had happened. And if I was going to be, if I would be okay remaining friends with you. And at this point in my life, I really need, uh, and in this like political climate, I really want to surround myself with women who are going to empower me and bring me up. And that's the same thing that I want to do for the other women in my life. And I really feel disrespected. And, um, I, I, I'm just gonna, I hope I wish you well. And I really hope that you can take this as an opportunity to really look at how, you treat the other women in your life and, um, what you can, how you can move forward in that, because it's just, it's, yeah, it's such a, and also the thing is like, what it's not, a, it's not even about your boyfriend. It's about you. That's the whole thing. She's doing this for, like to, to, to be an asshole to you. Otherwise it would have been any other guy. And that's a much deeper issue. Like, yeah, I was going to say, do you think that this was like like in the back of the friend's mind that there was like a little bit of something saying like, we're going to make sure it's her boyfriend, though? Well, the, oh, well, that's that's a 100 percent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking that, too, but I'm just curious, like, do you even think like in the back of her head that she was like, and then I'm going to take him or like what? I don't what, think what do it you has think? anything to do with him. He is solely, he's not a person in the situation. I think he's her best friend's boyfriend. It's just the and it's pawn that. in the situation. It's that. He just happened well, I mean, to be there. Think about it. Like your, your friends and you meet their, your, their girlfriends, they become in a box of people who are like your brother and untouchable and they are not sexual objects. Yeah, it's true. And that's just kind of like, I think about that with like my, my girlfriend's boyfriends. Like I'm like, you are, you are literally, you have no penis. Like you are not a sexual object and mm -hmm. I will, I can't ever see you like that. And so then that becomes, it becomes a power move with the girl. It has nothing to do with the boyfriend. I'm also so fucking glad you guys aren't dating anymore. I'm so glad that this is why you and your boy did, did this is why they broke up. She said that he was just a shit, but it makes me so happy that this is not this. What you're not, you didn't condone his behavior. I think because I'm sure he probably did some, you said he was, did some other shit. I mean, hold your friend to the same standards that you held him because obviously he wasn't good enough to keep around. I don't think she is either. Yeah, I love it. I love this so much. I want to be on the show every goddamn <gasps> week. Oh my God, do it. Next question. Hit me with it. <laughs> I'm 21 years old and I've been in a relationship with a guy for about three years and I know one of his like biggest fantasies is anal and we've done like some book stuff like he's like trying to finger my butthole. Never been a fan of that and then about a year ago we tried like full-on anal and we used lube and he got some thrusts in but I was just I'm not a fan. I think it's uncomfortable kind of painful but I know like he still probably thinks about it all the time. I'm sure when it jacks off, he looks up anal videos. But I'm just wondering if, like, am I weird for not enjoying it? Um, is there a way to enjoy it more? Should I, like, try doing it again with him? Like, I know he's okay that I don't want to, but I just feel bad because I know that's his fantasy. I mean, I'm, like, so anti-butt stuff. I'm like, so like literally my asshole is clenching this entire question. I'm like, oh, I like, I can't. I mean, also as the, the amount of the, the, I bet you, I hope you know this too. I'm like, you're getting all these re relevation, relevations. I always say it wrong. Revelations. Revelations. I keep talking about ballet, um, <laughs> with this, but I'm like the amount of times that like every girl has been like, oh, yep. No, wrong hole. Nope. Wrong hole. Nope. You're drunk. Wrong mm -hmm. hole. Like mm -hmm. it is not, you are so not weird at all or not 
yeah, you don't have to like it ever. No, like, I was going to, you, this is not like a standard, you've got to have that whole fuck to that. No, not, I mean, even my, my, my <laughs> gay guy friends are like, like, literally it's, it's the whole thing. They get actually angry when straight people have butt sex. They're like, no, you have a perfectly functioning fucking vagina. <laughs> do not do this. And like, literally are like, don't even know. But I mean, the whole thing, if, if you're into it, this is what I would also say about sexual fantasies. As much as you're thinking that this is one of his huge fantasies. If you're not into it, that's not a fucking fantasy. No. Like if you're not enjoying yourself, that completely ruins it. And that's not, he's, he's not going to, and that's, yeah, I mean, those, you have to share those things. And I understand like, whatever, fucking Rachel dressing up as princess Leia. That's a totally like not harmful, going to hurt your ass kind of thing. Well, look, here's the thing with anal sex. Okay. There, oh, my butthole's clenching. <laughs> look, I the hate. thing with anal sex though is, I mean, in all seriousness is like you, the body, you have two sphincters. Okay. You got one sphincter on the outside that you can control. And then the other sphincter on the inside that just kind of does its, its, its job. And so look, it's not like this is a, a perfect scenario. Look, if if you're not into it, the body's not into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not going to work. It's also, a ordeal. Yes, it's a, it's a very it's a stupidly slow, dumb process. Yeah, I, I have a fun story. <laughs> so yes. it has. It's not me per se. Okay, it's totally you. It's not. I, I, I'm serious. I know. So I, I was, just wish it was. I was at like a house party or something, and there is a guy who was in the back with a girl, <gasps> and um, he he got stuck. No. I, and that's how. Like he just no. it just got like he said it said he said he <laughs> said that no. it, it <laughs> shut up. said it closed up and, and, and basically and had a clamped had a grab oh hold on God. But I'm just like that It's like she had anal dentata instead of vagina dentata. <laughs> but but like, teeth? from that moment I was just like, Oh yeah, so if you're not into it, like you're not into it. Yeah. Yeah. But I just remember being like, that's like you can't you can't you can't force you can't force that. Yeah. Oh. Ah. And going from <laughs> finger to dick. Unless your boyfriend's a, a very tiny, right, that's tiny a dick you or gotta, a large finger. You gotta loosen it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, to be gotta, fair, now that I said the story out loud, this guy might have just been saying that to make his <laughs> dick sound huge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but look, what I'm saying, though, is that that's what propelled me to then go into research about the sphincters and how sphincters. it all works, because I was genuinely like, well, what? And yeah. that's, that kind of made me then also go like, well, there was a perfectly working vagina <laughs> yeah. right there. I don't know what uh, happened. Yeah. Uh, but if he's into watching like butt stuff porn, you're going to fucking ruin it. If you guys have terrible like he's gonna, it's going to completely that's just not going to be a thing anymore. And I also think with fantasy wise, it's. Like, okay, like every, every guy I've been with, it's either that or it's like multiple girls and like having a threesome, anything like that. Whereas for me, I'm like not into that at all. That's not not my not my thing at all really <laughs> you just look at a girl who like looks like you really definitely want to be in a threesome like i that's just not that's not something that i'm interested in at all but it's also one of those things that then because i'm not interested like think about it in this way um let's just say like a, guys who have a fantasy about two girls it's only hot because you're picturing these two girls making i'm sorry <laughs> making out with each other but if they're not into it your fantasy it's not gonna 
you're, what you're picturing is not happening. It's not real. No, this whole idea that you have of these fantasies is because they're these perfect scenarios and they're super sexy. But if there's like one thing that's not fitting into all of this, which is a dick and a butt. No, I mean, just like, it's like, <laughs> if, if it's not sexy and it's not, everyone's not super into it, like he's fantasizing, mm -hmm. it's not, it'd be like, okay, I'd rather have no threesome than one where I feel like I've forced this and no one's enjoying themselves. So I can't enjoy myself. It's True. the same thing. And if he's also not bringing it up, I don't think you need to feel, I think also girls a lot of time feel very guilty about that. I'm like, am I depriving you? Is like every other girl you've dated totally wanted to do this and like, will, will do this. And am I like closing off this part of the, your life? But we've had people who've called in about sexual fantasies before. And it's either if someone can't, if someone is not interested in participating in your fantasy, either it's a deal breaker or it's not. And for him, it doesn't sound like it's a deal breaker. Wow. You guys might find something way more fun that you yeah. both enjoy. You got a fucking like, sex swing. Equally. Yeah. You never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never... Titty fuck him. Seriously. <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking talk about titty fucking. <laughs> Wait, why, why can't we talk about titty fucking? Oh my God. <laughs> What's wrong with titty fucking? What is titty fucking? What do you mean? What is? I didn't mean to open up that titty Ugh, fucking. Box. Open up that titty fuck. By the way, can we just say, can we, is there like another phrase instead of titty fucking? It's the great, for, it's a wonderful phrase. I feel I like, it. I, I feel, titty fat. I just feel like the word titty I, is so, it's just uh, so weird. I feel strange when I say it. I feel you? like. Titties I, is my shit. I, I say titties more than shit. I feel like when I say titties, I'm, I'm like, I'm calling for a small animal. Have your titties, 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 <laughs> come here titties. You do, when you say it, you do make it sound somewhat like a character in like, like. Oh, elf. you talking about titties? <laughs> titties? <laughs> yeah, like, titties? I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Yikes. Okay, guys, now we're going to go on to producer's corner and producer's corner is um in this in this this time usually it's when Jack picks his favorite or most memorable call but instead we have someone who's calling back from a response to Aislinn's. Uh huh. Um, they're actually not calling back. Nope. This is someone that is yes yeah yeah who someone's response it. to the advice that we had given on the call one of the calls we had with Aislinn. I wanted to send in a response to your first um caller from the um, episode with Aislinn. Um, so I work for a nonprofit that provides emergency shelter and counseling and education about um, domestic violence. And the first caller, I just was listening to it and there were so many red flags that the relationship that the caller was describing is an abusive one. Um, especially, you know, how controlling her boyfriend is over her and getting mad and about her not being at his house on time and making her, um, you know, quit the appointment with her friends. Like, all of that kind of stuff is just such a red flag. And I thought that the advice that you guys gave was great, but I do want to just stress that this is something that can turn dangerous really, really quickly. And um, it's really the most important thing for the friend to do is to provide support for her friend because one of the hallmarks of abusive relationships is the abuser making the victim feel isolated and like they don't have anyone to turn to. So the friend being there for that person can make such a big difference when they find decide that it is time to leave the abusive relationship. Um, if you want some more info, I would suggest going to the One Love Foundation. They're specifically catered to 
like people in their 20s. Um, there's also the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. So I just, I was listening to it and I was just like, red flag, red flag, red flag. So I thought I would call in and hopefully give some of my expertise. Um, I don't know if you could call it that. I've only been in this job for like five months. You have the sweetest listeners. I know. Aren't they so nice? Your listeners are now in the conversation yeah. and helping. That's fantastic. It's very nice. I like it. I like when they can give uh, that. Like There was a couple of ones where I've, like, I've missed something that was quite obvious. And they're like, but maybe this was it. And I was like, oh, that's That's great. fantastic. Honestly, she answered everything. Yeah. That was, that is amazing information. And please do not forget all of that. No. Like that is very serious. I think. Because if you feel like you're in a situation that is yeah. isolating yourself and getting smaller and closed in and something just doesn't feel right, then yeah, yeah, contact, reach out, figure it out, ask questions. Yeah. I think that's awesome because I think a lot of the people who are calling in, in on the podcast it's a lot of people who are seeing this like that call was a girl who was seeing her friend in this relationship mm -hmm. and it's so hard when you feel like you can see everything very black and white and sometimes you wonder um like i mean i've like disliked friends boyfriends before but sometimes you're like is this me or is this sometimes the fly on the wall yeah. though is the perfect way to see like hey just to let you know exactly how he's talking to you yeah is not okay no and i think it's not now knowing that those i mean from from a professional that a lot of those things that you were describing if you're listening again, caller, um, a lot of the things you were describing about your friend and her boyfriend, um, the woman who just called in, it was smart in the sense of like making sure you have all this contact information. And even if you're being pushed out from this friendship, really, I guess not letting that go and making sure that you stay a steady part of this person's life, even even if your friend's boyfriend is really trying to push you out and isolate her, um, making sure that you even if you're not able to be around all the time, that your friend knows that you're always around and that you're able to watch and kind of monitor and see if there's any point that you should be intervening. And that, yeah, definitely. God. I mean, that is, it's so situation. I've had friends who are, have been in situations like this and it's always just so difficult to find that perfect, right. Kind of moment to be like, Hey, I, I think, Mm -hmm. something's wrong and you don't know it. Oh, I've said it and lost friends from that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I've done all that I can do. And if you ever want to come back to me again, I know that you hate me right now. But I promise but I'm I still here. I don't hate you. Yeah. And whatever, like, I hope I'm so fucking hope I'm wrong. But this is just, I have to say something. It's, it's so easy to be oblivious of what's right in front of you when the words L-O-V-E are oh, yeah. right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you, when you, yes. And I mean, and that's the thing that I remember just seeing a lot of is I'm just so in love. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I understand that, but like, it doesn't trump everything. I mean, it, it, there is a certain level of things where you just have to like, it's, it's yourself care yeah. about yourself. It's, it's about you at the end of the day. And you wouldn't treat someone like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I just, it's, it's such a delicate little place. And it's sometimes it's so difficult to like focus in on when it's happening directly to you, which yeah. I've, I've always thought it's, it's very fascinating to me. Oh, you get, I've dated terrible guys where I can now, it takes years to look back on things and you're like, wow, this was so fucked up, mm -hmm. but you were, you've managed to make me feel uh, like God, like managed to make me feel like this was this super romantic gesture. Yeah. And I can now look back and go, wow, that is so fucked up. But not only was I not, not only was I like, oh no, this is like, I'm going to ignore this. I saw it in positive light. 
that's the issue that happens if you're dating someone who's abusive. We got it, those rose colored glasses well, it on. It becomes like when as a friend you're seeing, oh, he's not letting you have any other friends, but you're like, wow, he wants to spend all his time with me. Exactly. He loves me so much. And that's like, that's such a red flag. Yeah. That's so weird. And it's so, oh, it makes my skin crawl. In a relationship, you should always still be an individual. You know yeah. what I mean? You can work as a unit together, but that doesn't mean- I love mean, blissfully coexisting. Yes, exactly. But that does not mean that you control each other no. in any sense of the way. Like there's just, you just if, if that's something that needs to happen, then it's not a relationship anymore. It's like, honestly, it's like Obli a weird it's, obligation. It's like a thing. roommate, mom, yeah. dad sitch, and nobody fucking wants that. No. Okay, guys, that is it. Um, Mitchell, you're great at this. Thank you. I honestly, I, I never give advice. I don't know if I did a good job or no, not. No, you, you did. did great. Did I? Okay, mm -hmm. good, good, good. Yeah, no, please have me back. I love it. It's I, so fun. Yeah, I and would I love, love talking about back. sexy stuff. Sorry, I talked right over no, you. No, you said sexy stuff, so it was more I do love I talking saying. about sexy stuff, though. I think it's fun. It, and I also feel like uh, it's it's needed. There's mm -hmm. not there's too many people that are afraid to talk about this shit. And the thing is, is that if I was a kid, I would have loved to listen to things like this. Yeah. Because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I really didn't. And I mean, I mean, I, just to, as like a little fun, like little taste. Like I had a girl once tell me like, no one will ever like you because you have such bad OCD. And I stayed with her for years. Oh gosh. So just like, there's so many things that you think are just so normal. And then you're like, no, yeah, no, man. No, we're the amount of, I think like broadening perspectives with this is great. Just hearing like the, the calls where even we said like, you hear this and you're like, wow, I didn't even know people still think like this anymore. Yeah, exactly. And if you guys want to go find Mitchell, you can find him at, um, you can Google me, uh, <laughs> and you can find all my stuff, but honestly, just I just want to promote, uh, popcorn.show. That's my podcast. Since you're already in the podcast realm, listening to this, why don't you just go head on over there and listen to a music or excuse me a movie oh, review <laughs> and so i guess i can't do holes for my episode we cannot mm. do we'll, holes yeah. i will keep to another we'll, you know let's what, let's watch a sexy movie i feel like we should what? watch something that's we like watch a, porn no <laughs> you porn that's popcorn <laughs> at dark popcorn <laughs> at night <laughs> no yeah we should we should just watch like um what, okay here what what was like an early movie that that you were like oh i have a crush on that person um Think about it, and that's the I used to have a watch. crush on Al Gore. Okay, that's oh. not what I meant at oh, all. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Oh, okay, guys. Cool, so now we're getting into the daddy episode. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, well, yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you want to call and get some advice, you can leave a voicemail at 310-694-0976, and if you're international, again, you can just record a voice memo on your phone, email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com, and we we would love to get reviews on the Apple podcast app. Yeah. I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, we will see you in two weeks. That's a fortnight. It's a fortnight. Is two weeks a fortnight? Oh, wow. You're not on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks is a fortnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fortnight. I should have learned this from Paul Revere, but fortnight I did not. Fortnight popcorn. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs>《Me》is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. <laughs>